0: Hey, guys, it's Dr. Chloe, and I just want to come on and give you a quick thank you. Your support over season one of the podcast has been incredible, and I'm so, so very grateful for each and every one of you. It really means the world to me. We are currently taking a short break while we regroup and reorganize for season two, and I can't wait to get new episodes out to you soon. I also want to let you all know that I am creating a new community in school, S-K-O-O-L. So check the link in the show notes. You can sign on and join the group for free for the next month. And in there, I'm going to be uploading a couple of different courses that I've put together in order to help you optimize your health and the health of your family so that you can really feel empowered in making the decisions that you need to when it comes to your healthcare journey, whether it's the food that you're eating at home or the work that you're doing with a practitioner. So check it out. I'm really excited to be able to connect more directly with you all there. And I'm excited that it's going to be free for the time being. And you'll be grandfathered into that if you sign up now. So check it out. And I will see you there. I hope everybody's doing wonderfully. And I'll talk to you soon. Hey, guys, it's Dr. Chloe. And I am so excited to share today's conversation with you. So today's guest is my dear friend, Dr. Maria Gabrielle Pinzon. She's is a brilliant integrative practitioner in Panama. Her and I actually met in the waiting room when we were both taking our sons to a neurological clinic in Guayaquil, Ecuador with Dr. Roberto Tamayo. It was A very fortuitous Saturday morning. And her and I have been wonderful friends ever since. She is a huge source of inspiration to me as a mother, um, as a doctor, and as a human. I think you guys are going to absolutely love this conversation. Please make sure to listen till the end where she talks about the product that we have at Radical Roots called AB9. That is her formulation. I use it all of the time. And um, yeah, I hope you enjoy her as much as I do.
1: Hi, Chloe. I'm so happy to be here, able to talk to you and record all this beautiful information for all your beautiful listeners. (laughs)
0: Awesome, let's dive right in. So this is going to be an interesting conversation. Maria and I, as I said, are very good friends. We've shared a lot of interesting experiences taking our sons down to Ecuador and traversing the world of sort of unknown diseases and disorders with our children, as well as, you know, being female doctors and entrepreneurs and health advocates. And um, so I'm very curious to see what twists and turns this conversation takes. So I think it'll be pretty fun. So, why don't you start with telling us a little bit about how you got into medicine and sort of a little bit about how your practice has evolved over the years.
1: Sure. So, when you ask that question, I think I've been sitting in this chair for almost 20 years and it's like, wow, where did that time go? And it's been amazing. You know, um, I'm sure you feel the same. I absolutely love what I do. This is my passion. This is what I use with my family. And it's so wonderful to have a practice where you, um, you develop this kind of relationship, like familiar relationship with, with the patients. And I get to know them from their kids and growing up through life. So it's great. Um, I, I always knew I wanted to be a doctor and it sounds kind of cliche, you know, I wanted to help people. And my mom is a doctor and my dad's also a physician. He's an obstetrician. So, He was bringing children into the world for a long, long time. So this is what I knew. And they were kind of worried that because this was all that I knew, that I wanted to be a doctor. And they tried to, like, they got me to go meet with engineers and architects and other types of professionals. But I said, you know what, I want to be a doctor. And when I applied to medical school here in Panama, which is, like, very hard to get in, like, the public medical school you could write down three different options instead you didn't get your first option but you know I just had one option and that was a medical school so when we were when I was finishing medical school um I must say that some 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 things didn't stick with me like the antibiotics and the medication I just learned them got through with the test and then I don't know They didn't stick with me. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then when I was almost finishing medical school here in Panama, my dad, who's a wonderful physician, human being like a healer, naturally a healer. He got in touch with this doctor who ended up being the person who taught us like the basics of the medicine that we practice today. And, My dad being an obstetrician, like really well-known here in Panama with his life already made, I mean, like a, He was old, not not old, but he was like into his (laughs) careful girl, (laughs) into his like medical career. He was like all set, you know. And we met Doctor Arturo, and he's from Colombia. And my dad said, you know, this is very interesting. I'm going to try it on myself, and I would like to learn more. And my daughter is almost finishing medical school. Oh, so have her over, come to Colombia, so she can see what we're doing here at our clinic. So I did go to, and when I, I saw this beautiful institute, I said, this is what I want to do. This is what I really want to do, but I'm I'm going to go back to my country and finish what I need to do in order to have my license, which is like work two years for the government in the city and then in the countryside, and then I'll come back. So that's what I did. And in the meantime, my dad closed his his clinic and he moved to Cali for Colombia for three months to learn from Arturo what in those days was called homotoxicology and biological medicine, which is like the um, beginner, like the original way of thinking of functional medicine today and integrative medicine. So um, when I finished The things that I had to do here in Panama, I moved to Colombia and there is where I first got in touch with this wonderful type of thinking because you need to think differently in order to understand how homeopathy or neural therapy or why drainage is important. It was like, you need to teach your patients to go back to those basic things that you were not even talked about in medical school. You know, they don't say they in medical school, they tell you that people need to go poop every day.
0: And that is so basic. I I mean, I can't tell you how many patients I have who like have no idea how often they go to the bathroom. They don't they don't go to the bathroom regularly or, or same with their cycles, especially with women. They'll be like, oh, I get my period every two months. Like, it's great. And you're like, well, no, no. Like, it, it might be great in some ways, we all agree, but like, in other yeah. ways, this is a clear sign. But yeah, no, it's it's amazing. I, I remember learning about homotoxicology in Chinese medicine school from one of my favorite teachers and I like, I just, when I was in school, I would just do like a crazy deep dive of things where I would learn about something <laughs> and I'd just go like two weeks just like hard studying everything. But um. But I love that you got pulled into that and, and you're in and your dad's practice is so fascinating to me. I love it. Um, tell me a little bit more about like, so what is the foundations of homotoxicology? I know that there are different phases and sort of so how do you look at the body in terms of how do you find the foundational source of an ailment when you're working with a patient?
1: So, homotoxicology is, it was developed by this um, German doctor who was a toxicologist and he was a pathologist also. So, he knew the way the cell worked, like really a cellular level, you know, like enzymes and. And the matrix, that's where our cells are like floating. And he knew also a lot about homeopathy. So he wanted to get these two together. Like, how could a regular normal... When I say this, I say that I'm I'm, I'm not a normal doctor. (laughs) So how could a normal doctor learn homeopathy and understand the basis of this type of thinking, which is the terrain? What is going on in the terrain of your body? It's like, we are terrain and instead of working on the cell we want to work first on what's outside the cell that's like the living matrix the living matrix lets things go into the cell like nutrients and then take toxins out of the cells you know but if the matrix is not working well it's toxic and it's like frozen this communication doesn't take place so basically is working on on the terrain of the body and look at, taking a look at the toxins that the body is exposed to. So when someone comes into our clinic here in Panama, we take a long time to talk about concepts, basic concepts that are being left behind. And people want, well, people know what they're going to get when they, most people know what they're going to get when they come to see us, right? Because it's like word of mouth. It's been wonderful. Like, but um, some people are like, okay, so I want to know, like it's a regular consultation of a doctor, like 15 minutes long, you know, like, so what I'm, and I can see them in their eyes. like I'm like, can you give me a second? Not a second. And I need <laughs> at least 45 minutes so we can talk about why you're feeling the way you're feeling, why you are where you are right now. So you can do something about it because if you keep on living the way uh, that, the way and taking decisions and um, the way that got you sick, if you keep on living like this, you're going to be still sick and not in balance, you know? And then give me 10 minutes. At the end, I'll let you know what not to eat, what to take, what supplements. we we'll talk in 10 minutes. I can do that. But let's talk about why you are where you are. So I start telling them that the reasons that they're here are because there's some type of unbalance, and the diagnosis that you receive or the doctors give you are your toxic and inflammatory manifestations. And I need them to understand that if you come in because you are not having your period and your blood pressure is high and you have headaches, those three names are the same inflammation and toxicity, but they're coming out in different places in your body and getting different names. But it's one terrain popping up with different manifestations, okay? So I go in and I tell them, "Please let's look at the toxicity that you've been exposed to throughout your life, and that's another concept, chloe time things didn't you know things don't come up two days before something uh, manifestates or, or comes up. No, you need to look at your life. What have you been exposed yourself to? Like toxicity. So they go like, so what is toxicity? I'm okay. The world that we live in is so toxic. It's so toxic. We could go crazy, right? It's like, let's move out of the planet. Well, that's not possible. And I will take time to say right here that it's very important for me also that we, all of us, make and take our decisions from a peaceful place because if you are at peace when you take a decision it's going to be the perfect decision for you but if you're not at peace it's probably not going to be the best you know so and i don't want to make people more i don't want to stress people more because when you start when you start to work on go into people's lives how they live their life what they're eating how they're sleeping how they're reacting Those things are hard to change, but that's like where the, that's where the healing comes through, you know? So I'm, I try to go very softly and very like, I don't want you to get stressed. You don't have to do all the changes at once, but any change is positive. So with toxicity, I say it's so toxic that I think we need to be strategic on what you are getting yourself exposed to. For example, people come in eating, like using um, like fake sugars or fake anything or fake food. I say, you need to take that away. Like that's being strategic, take it out. And that's something less that you're being exposed to, okay? So be strategic with toxicity. And then I think you also need to do periodically detoxifications. Like you take your car to the shop every six months, you know, to get, how do you say that in English? When you take the the car- To get tune-up? To tune-up, yeah. So you take it to a tune-up. So you need to take your body to a tune-up at least once a year, at least once a year. And people then say, okay, so once a year, and then do I do it again? I'm like, if you do it once and you feel better, and then you go back to living a life that got you sick- And then your manifestations come back again. It's time to do another one. So what are you going to do on a daily basis to keep yourself healthy? Maybe it's not going to be perfect every day, but it's going to be pro-health, you know? So and then I tell people, so toxicity is not only maybe what's coming in through your mouth or what you're eating, but what's on your skin, what you're looking at, what you're listening to, if you're sleeping well or not. How many surgeries have you had throughout your life? How many medications are you taking? How are you reacting to your life? How's how's the stress in your life? How are you feeling? Um, So, yeah, so I tell them it's not only tangible, physical, it's also biochemical, and it's also emotional and invisible and energetic. So you need to take a look at everything because it's not only at a cellular level, like in your body, but it's also where you are at, right? So that's toxicity. That's that's what I explained to them. So let's try to be the less inflamed. And then I say, let's talk a little bit about inflammation. And I really think we need to understand that inflammation is... The normal physiological way of our body to regain uh, equilibrium. Like if you are exposed to something that's going to harm you, you are going to, your immune system is going to release these types of molecules that are going to uh, initiate an inflammatory response that can be fever or can be uh, mucus or can be a rash or can be, Um, like feeling a little bit of your heart racing and then when this thing that comes to harm you goes away like a virus then all these inflammatory molecules should go down in your body in your blood but we it doesn't go down because we are reacting to everything every day so it's like it's like mounting an inflammatory response over another one over another one so you're so your glass is filling up throughout your life, taking care of these wonderful kids yeah. also. So it's inflammation, inflammation, <laughs> inflammation, and then the glass is full. So when you go and, you know, you go and you face something that's going to inflame you a little bit, if your glass is full, it's going to over, over,
0: uh, over. Overflow. No, totally. Overflowed. It, um, well i was thinking as you were talking about just you know when it comes to toxins it really is that accumulation of multiple toxins over time including um the the emotional toxins and the traumas that we uh experience throughout life those are all playing massive roles in our bodies in how our bodies are functioning and in our brains and how we're reacting to things um There's so many different paths I want to go down with this. Um, But so tell me one of the big things for this podcast that I really want to stress is empowering people. So like one of the things that I joke about being my tagline, which may sort of be my tagline, is like something is better than nothing. And my girl Serena hates that line. But like I'm always like, look, I'm booked. I'm stressed. I got, you know, like from the moment I get up, I got stuff going on. You know, but how I've been able to get healthier and happier over time while still being in the fire has been taking little small steps over time Mm -hmm. in the direction of health. And so that's something that I really want to promote because a lot of the things I'm going to be talking about on this podcast are like, are these toxins and like are these emotional traumas and are these things that are, you know, and how they're affecting our bodies and our environment. But I want people to feel like, okay, like, how can I take some small steps in my day today? So how do you help patients sort of step through that and feel empowered about actually taking control of their health um, instead of giving it away to an outside um, power or doctor? Sure.
1: (laughs) Well, (laughs) sure. People come in and this part, Chloe, and and sharing this information for me is so important because I get so excited because it's. I think it's so powerful. And it's not because I'm saying it. I've seen it. And I'm trying to convince, not convince people here, but I do tell them, you know, listen to me just for a second. Can you go back to your life and say, yes, toxins are everywhere. And I say, yeah, yes, I can do that. So I say, okay, can we change what you're putting into your mouth for one week? So we were talking about toxicity and going through them, you know, uh, telling them and just helping them realize how toxic their world is and where could they start making changes. So food is one. We're going to talk about that right now in in a little minute. Then we're talking also about inflammation. So we need to be the less inflamed that we can be, even though we live in a world that keeps us inflamed all the time. And there's where I need them to understand that all their diagnosis when they come in are the inflammatory processes going in their body, you know? So I tell them, I want you to think about the, world, the word itis, like cystitis or gastritis or arthritis. This is telling us that the mucus part of that body, like the mucus membrane, which is just one cell next to the next one, next to the next one, then you have your skin and in every part of your body goes into like in your mouth in your anus in your no- in your nose in your eyes and this mucous membrane is throughout your all your body and the immune system is communicating them so people there start understanding that their amygdalitis and their dermatitis are the same thing and like okay so you got it and then <laughs> your bronchitis also so the next thing that I tell them is that 80% of the immune system is linked to the mucous membrane of our gut. So 80% of those cells are there and those cells decide if you're gonna have an inflammatory response or not because they have the capacity of producing inflammatory mediators or or molecules uh, or non-inflammatory molecules. From your gut, this goes to your blood and your blood goes throughout your body. So what is it going to take for the immune system to produce an inflammatory or a non-inflammatory molecule one what lives in your gut the type of of microbes of micro the flora the intestinal flora two what you eat what gets to your gut what you're taking or what you are not eating and this is a place where I tell them, you know, everybody should be eating a lot of cruciferous vegetables. And Google that. Cruciferous vegetables are broccoli, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts, cabbage, arugula, eh, water, water, water chest? no, watercress, 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 mm-hmm. watercress and etc. To like really feed the good bacteria. So who lives in your gut, what gets to your gut, and if you have a leaky gut or not, are the three things that are going to make your immune system produce an inflammatory molecule or not. So that's how I empower patients. And I give them, this is in Spanish. I'm going to have to make this in English soon. <laughs> but this is like the, the, re, like the um, not r- resume, like the- when It's like you make, a
0: roadmap to health. This is like the roadmap to health. So
1: you come in and then- outside the, this body, you write down all your inflammatory processes going on. And I tell my patients, I want you to look at this and then look at this part of the equation where it says toxic load, your liver function, is it, is your liver functioning well? Has it hasn't been overloaded so you poop every day. That's the first thing you need to get. In, in touch if you're if to have to help your liver be better and who lives in your gut what gets to your gut and if you have a leaky gut is going to activate your immune system or not and then you get your cause epam- all
0: the inflammation so
1: that's it yeah. yeah and then yeah and it's so simple and people are like oh maybe if I forget what if I'm forgetting something I'm like, I you it's okay you just write it down here you need to work on this no matter what the name of the diagnosis is I mean sometimes the names on this side are very scary you know sometimes they're not very scary but you uh, there's always something that you can do to help yeah. your body
0: just uh just a segue just not to segue but just for anybody who's just listening um and not watching the video Maria is just showing up a chart that she's created for her patients that's really brilliant And it sort of shows a a picture of the body where you're listing out the different ailments that you have, the different itises, the different inflammations, all of these crazy diagnoses that we have our patients coming in with, um, and then sort of breaking down the different toxicities and how the immune system is working. It's a really simple and beautiful chart. And we can probably get that translated into English and get it up on the website somehow so that people can check it out both in English and in Spanish for whoever wants to, if Maria's so generous yes. to share with us. <laughs> um, definitely. But-
1: definitely. Yes. Because I think really this is the most powerful part of what I can share with people and, and thinking with them, you know, sitting down with them here and going through this with them is the most important. And if you have a genetically proven disease, if you have just an allergy in your skin, it's okay. It doesn't matter what you put on that side of the equation. It's like, let's work on this other side. There's something always that you can do. And I get so excited when they come in and they're like feeling really bad or everything hurts or like, and and they say, oh, well, are you pooping? No. Do you eat veggies? No. Do you drink water? No. Are you sleeping well? No. Do you move your body? No. Are you stressed? Yes. Yes. We have so (laughs) much to do. (laughs) <laughs> and it's so powerful. And I tell them any change, it's going to be like exponentially, like the results going to be, it's, and it sounds so basic. You know, are you drinking water? Like, no, well, you need to drink water. It's so basic. Your body is going to find its way to health because that's where it gravitates to. If you get out of the way.
0: I love it. I always love how you look at it and the breakdown. And I think that that's one of the most important things And I'm trying to figure out how to do it on social media, but helping people think like a doctor, like I have this inflammation, where could it be coming from? And how can I start taking, you know, again, imperfect steps in that direction? Cool. So you can't cut out everything of your diet that you love. Fine. Can you add two glasses of water a day? Can you take out that, you know, ice cream and switch it with some berries and like whatever. Like what are the steps that you can and are willing to take today and then, you know, let's keep adding on those over time, you know? But I love the way you look at it.
1: I I have I I would like also give you the list that I give to my patients and we can talk about that now at at the end and but I would like also to say two other important things like because this is what I think it's important, the thinking part. And you said thinking like a doctor, and I'm not so sure if that's the way to put it, you know. <laughs> Maybe thinking like a healer or like someone who's in touch with their body again <laughs> and yeah. the way their body works. So for example, this is a very important concept for me. The, the mem the muko <laughs> so mucosa which is the inner lining you know just one cell next to the other the mucosa also has an excretory function and you can think about mucosa having an excretory function like in your gut like when you're pooping right or when woman has the vaginal discharge that's a mucus coming out from the vaginal mucosa or when you have like a sinusitis or rhinitis or like an eye booger. How do you say that? Is it an eye booger? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, that's what it is. That.
1: So. <laughs> Technical term. Mucous membranes <laughs> also have this excretory function. So I also tell my patients that I like to, let's think about something when they come in and they say, I get sick, my kid gets sick every month and they're on antibiotics every month and they're taking the antihistamines and the, okay, and the steroids. I'm like, Okay, so you've done it how many times? Seven times. Is it helping? No. He's back sick again. I'm not so sure people that come in and say that they're sick all the time, I'm not sure if they're really sick because it depends. Let's talk about definition of being sick. Oh, no, he got a fever. Oh, no, no, he also has mucus, you know, like mucus coming out of his nose. I'm like, okay. So mucous membranes are excretory. They have this function also. Let's think, is it possible that because the liver is so overloaded just because we live on this planet, because your kid is not pooping right, because he's taking antibiotics and the gut flora is not like really healthy and he's eating a lot of pro-inflammatory and mucus generating food maybe, just maybe, there's a point where the liver says, oh my God, I cannot handle this. So mucous membranes become solidary. Is that the mucous (laughs) membrane of your nose says, oh my God, I need to go help the liver and the, the gut because things cannot go out that way because it's too much. And you start excreting through another mucous membrane or mucosa, but you cannot excrete through the usual one. And then you get a rash or you get, uh, you know, your throat swollen or your nose full of, or you get bronchitis. So think about it next time. Is it a possibility that you're not sick and that you're excreting through another mucosa where you cannot excrete through the usual one? That's one. And the other one is when you um, augment your toxic load, because you ate really bad for a week, or you were so stressed, you didn't sleep, whatever. When you look at the the chart, if you modify this side of the chart, either way, you're gonna see changes here. So if you are sick, all of a sudden, check out, have you been eating? Have you been sleeping? Have you taken up your toxic load? You say yes. So what do you need to do? You need to go in and help your liver and help your body get out of the blood, clear out that blood of whatever is generating this inflammatory process. So when you have a headache or you have a rash, I tell my patients, let's help the liver With what? Okay, you have wonderful products in Radical Roots for liver cleansing. Or then when people are ready, I go into coffee enemas. And they're like, what? Coffee enemas? I'm like, yes. Why? Or homeopathy, like Nux Vomica or any other type of... The thing is, Chloe, to look at this and say, how can I support the liver? And there are thousands of ways, right? But But the concept... So if I'm inflamed, if my inflammation is up, if my toxicity is, if there's something new in my body going on, how can I help my liver and my lymphatic and my gut take it out of the circulation so I can feel better? But that is gonna take maybe two or three days and we're not we want immediate responses. So this is what we need to go through, this teaching, this this information, this education. So then people go in and say, give yourself a coffee, Anima, take your water, come in for an IV, maybe we can do some vitamin C or anything else, and people get better. Or take the homeopathics to clear out your blood and bring down those molecules in your in your blood so you can feel better. So that's another very important concept for me to tell Absolutely. people.
0: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think, and I think what you hit on in terms of there being so many different ways to address it is really important also. There are so many different ways, you know, to the top of the mountain, if you will. But like, it's like, you know, homeopathy is a, a brilliant medical model, you know, so is the model of homotoxicology, you know, and, and both of those interplay very beautifully with Chinese medicine and, you know, how we work. And, you know, even Western medicine has some things to add to the conversation. You know, it's, it's slowly catching up in certain ways. Um, but... Um, but yeah, I think I think it's important not to get so caught up in one dogma. And I think that it's it's always fun to be able to learn more and find different ways that we can support people so that you can do things that you're comfortable with. So if somebody's not comfortable with a coffee enema, fairly understandable, but maybe give it a shot. Um I haven't done it yet, so maybe I'll try and do it before <laughs> before this comes <laughs> out and I'll let you all know how it goes. But um you know, but, you know, maybe dry skin brushing, you know, it's, it's finding, I find for me, it's like trying to find the things that patients can do more regularly um, to work into their day to day routine so that it's sort of that, you know, you might want to do like a bit of a cleanse once a year, as you said, or from time to time, but really looking into ways that you can help your body detoxify naturally day to day through diet, through exercise and sweating move
1: yes it's like what you're doing every day and i would like to say something now that we you talked you touched a little bit about western allopathic drug-based medicine i think it's it's wonderful you know um part of the story with me and the, the what camilo my middle child teaches me all the time is that everything is okay if it comes from a place of peace you know decisions need to be really peaceful when you're making them and camilo has taught me that everything is everything is medicine the the thing is when you have a 5 year old who's been on antibiotics 7 times and who takes antihistamines for 6 months i'm not against medication i think it's got like surgery saved Camilo's life. Medication was needed after his surgery. Sometimes you have a lot of pain. You can do that. I think it's okay. I think the thing is when you only, the only way out for, for someone is medication. You know, there's something else behind this call of your body, this, this, your body's screaming out something, you know? So I just wanted to make that a, uh, clear that I think it's wonderful I mean drugs are needed I mean medication is needed but not like for forever and ever and ever like what are you doing every day to contribute to this
0: exactly exactly I I look at pharmaceuticals often depending on the circumstance but like say I'm working with somebody with anxiety like uh and and some people have such severe anxiety and there's good cause for that in today's society in many ways. Um, you know, it's like, okay, so cool. You want to get out on SSRI, you're having these acute symptoms and you're having a challenging time. I totally respect that decision that you're making with your doctor and like, that's that's up to you. But in the meanwhile, while you're doing that, hopefully those pharmaceuticals can give you a little bit of space So that you can start enacting some of these changes in your day to day life, like working on the detoxification, both of like, you know, environmental toxins and physical toxins, but also like the emotional toxins that are built up in your bodies and, you know, trying to learn more coping skills and ways that you can manage your stress and your triggers and, you know, prepare so that you do have a more well-rounded diet as opposed to you know, just grabbing whole, you know, fast food while you're running through driving somewhere to work or blah, blah, blah. So it's like, I look at pharmaceuticals as, you know, okay, it, it might be something that we need short term, but but really, there's not much long term research on many of the pharmaceuticals. And there's so much that can be done, if we're addressing these very basic concepts of finding the root of the inflammation. And listening to the body as to why that inflammation is here, and addressing that.
1: Yeah, there's also something um, that's like coming out from this this conversation right now. This part of the conversation is that it's interesting because people come in and they've been taking a drug for like medication pharmaceutical for you know 15 years, and then I say it would be nice for you to take some magnesium, you know. And they're like, "How so? How long should I take magnesium?" I'm like. Oh we don't stop to think about this, but it's like, you've been taking this, this drug that you're taking, this meth, this pharmaceutical that you're taking, it's also robbing you from energy, depleting you from minerals and nutrients because they're needed to be metabolized. And maybe your thyroid or your brain or your left knee is not getting the nutrient that it needs. And then 20 years later, boom, you know? that's a very important concept. And I just thought about another important concept right now yeah. that I want to share, <laughs> if I may. Of course. So it's like the period of time that goes in between when you get a diagnosis and the doctor says, okay, so come back. I'll see you in six months or I'll see you back in a year. And they don't tell you how to change the lifestyle that, generated the problem and you go back to the same lifestyle. So what do you think is going to happen when you come back in six years or in in six months or in a a year? Probably the disease is going to progress the way that it has been described in the books, obviously, because people don't go back and they don't change what caused the problem. They go back and they live the life the same way. You know, so yes, it is finding Chloe the formula for everyone, for each one, for you, for me, for the patient who comes in the door. What are those changes that you're going to make? How are you going to change the way you're feeding yourself and your family, the way you're living your life? Are you connecting to nature? Are you walking on the grass or are you always surrounded by, you know, cement and all the electromagnetic fields. So it's really easy. Once you stop, I say, go back to basics. Go, go think, go and live the way your grandma or your great grandma used to live, you know, and bring that back here. Just one thing
0: or two things. So, yeah, yeah step by step. Uh, well, like Dr. Tamayo uh, used to say, poco, poco, like it's just, it's little by little, you know, like, it's it is that imperfect action um, that leads us in the direction of health, and I think that so often in our society we're looking for these immediate shifts and these like overnight changes, and you know that's that's the whole New Year's resolution thing, and and that shit doesn't work, you know. Like you do it for a week and you're all gung ho, and then you have an off day, and you're like, "Meh, I'm gonna just have pizza and not go to the gym or whatever." Whereas like you know if you if you Implement little things and work them in, you know, habit stack or whatever works for you. Um, that can be long-standing change, which is what's necessary: is us to really like start shifting how we're living day to day with our families. Um, so, tell me a little bit if you don't mind. Let's. Oh, actually, let's segue into. Um, you are someone who has told me a lot, taught me a lot about the importance of minerals, especially while detoxifying. And mineral deficiency is a huge thing in our society, and also something that's really plaguing our children. I feel like. Um, why do you feel like minerals are so important, especially when it's being tied into detoxification?
1: So minerals are so important because they're basic for the cell to work and the enzymes to work and you to be able to generate energy. And the way that we live today, minerals are not in our in our soil anymore. Minerals are not in what we're eating and we are taking and living away that takes away a lot of those minerals, depletes those minerals. And they're very very important for cellular metabolism. So there are a bunch of products out there that are really, really, really great. Um, but also I give my patients, I, I like to give options. So I tell them, you know what, if you can't get this, just go ahead and take a liter of water and just put two, one or two tablespoons of apple cider vinegar, and then just a pinch of uh, sea salt or, or, or Himalayan salt, and then half a lemon and take them during the day. You know, people love it. They're like, oh my God, I feel so good. They're a wonder, like, cell food is wonderful. I love it also. That's a wonderful product. And once you give that to people, like their metabolism, it's like, oh my God, thank you. Thank you so much. So it's just not free water. And that's very important also for the water to go into the cell. So you mm-hmm. need the minerals to go into the cell. Um, the minerals for the water to go into the cell. And then the water, that's where everything, that's like the magic inside our cells and our mitochondria, which are the places where energy is is produced. So that's very important.
0: Yeah. Water is such an interesting topic in so many ways. I I need to do a whole show on um, like the fourth phase of water that's on my to-do list because I've just been wanting to do a deep dive on that for so long. And I know that that's like what makes up a lot of the uh, intracellular... Fluid is structured water. So it's sort of fascinating to me, but we'll do that for another one. But tell me a little bit. Um, so since you brought up cell food, I we, you created this product, AB9, and it's something that I'm super fortunate enough to have released under Radical Roots um, because I was hoping to help you get this out to more people. Um, I love, love, love this product. So I remember back in Ecuador when I first met you, Um, you had given me a bottle of it and Remy had gotten molluscum on his knees, which I've tried to treat with herbs before for some kiddos. And it's like these viral warts that children get from time to time. And it was just a pain in the ass when I've treated it with other kids. It took a long time. It was like a lot of, you know, detoxification and sort of looking at underlying weaknesses within their systems while clearing out the heat and the toxins. You gave me this AV9, I sprayed it on his knee, and the damn molluscum was gone in like 30 minutes. <laughs> and I was like, what the hell is going on here, woman? Um, so I love it. I use it for everything. I use it anytime I'm traveling or feeling sick. It's super easy for Remy because I just spray it in his mouth when I feel like he's sort of been exposed to something or looks like, you know, Remy's verbal as you well know. And so he, um, sometimes if he's sort of just looking a bit off, you know, when in doubt, I spray it on him. Oh my God. I don't even know if I told you. Remy also has a very severe reaction to bee stings. And, um, last spring I was putting him to bed and I saw that his ankle was swollen up like crazy and I was like, oh, shit, he must have gotten a sting. He's going to have like a week's worth of seizures. And I was just like terrified because I was like, oh, God. I mean, like that's that's never a good thing, but I was just super stressed. And so I was like, what do I do? What do I do? And I was like, AB9. And so for the next three hours, <laughs> I would come in and just spray his ankle with the AB9 every 30 minutes. I kept an eye on him. He woke up in the morning, had no seizures and all of the swelling was completely gone like it, it just blows me away so like what's what is in there why does it work so well what is the synergy between the cell food and the colloidal silver like I mean it's just what is this magical product because like truly I'm still kind of dumbfounded by it and I just am obsessed with it
1: yeah oh, great I love it you, you had to tell me that story that's amazing
0: right and you know remember. what
1: sometimes it does work like that we were talking about time and like and then i said you know what sometimes it's like it's magical sometimes it is sometimes i get blown away by the results from patients you know it's like i never felt this good in my life and it's been like 10 days I like, yes <laughs> so that's also possible so ab9 it's one of those tools and here also comes a concept that we were talking about knowing, you know, people need to know what's out there and, and then you need to make it your own and you understand how your body works and then you can apply it with no fear. Have no fear, you know, if you are responsible, if you study, if you read, if you take health into your own hands. So that's very important. Um So AB9 is one of those beautiful tools that works on almost everything. And then it's kind of like, you know, it's like, wait, we are used to getting like, if I'm depressed, I get an antidepressant. But if I am, if I have pain, then I take an uh, anti-inflammatory medication, right? It's like very lineal and very like one thing for this thing. And there's, it's very hard to comprehend that something can work on everything. <laughs>
0: It's amazing,
1: But yeah, so we got this wonderful formula almost 20 years ago and we've been using it on our patients and it's, it's wonderful. It's, it's a liquid, magical potion liquid, <laughs> and it's got colloidal silver in very specific concentrations. And this is the part where colloidal silver helps you fight off infections. It's like antimicrobial and antiviral and also for fungi works really well. And then it's got another component, which I really love. And I think everything, sh- everyone should be taking that. And it's MSM, <laughs> which is a sulfur salt, MSM. And it's got sulfur. So sulfur helps you get your glutathione levels up. And this is like the best way to detox, you know, the enzyme that detoxifies our body. And MSM is also a cellular nutrient. Sulfur is very important for that matrix, the part, like for the cell membrane and the way and the where the cell is sitting in that a space in our body. Mm-hmm. So sulfur also um, it's a very potent nutrient for your cells, but also for everything that's on your skin, like for skin and hair and nail, it's wonderful. And it's a very powerful anti inflammatory. When you buy MSM, like to take in capsules, they always almost always sell it for joint support. And yes, because there's also mucosa in the joints. You get arthritis, right? But it's, So this is where you need to think and say, if I have mucosa also in my stomach and in my eye and in my skin, then MSM works on all that mucosa, right? Mm-hmm. Not only on the knee. So it's got
0: colloidal silver. Only the left knee. <laughs> I'm sorry? I said it only works on the left knee. <laughs> only on the left knee, yes. <laughs> so it's got
1: colloidal silver, so it's antimicrobial, antifungal, and... Um, antiviral and it's got MSM. So it's anti-inflammatory pro-glutathione synthesis and it's got cell food, which is it oxygenates you and it gives you minerals and amino acids and it works. This is like for another podcast, but it helps regulate also like the charges, like it's the conductivity, conductivity mm-hmm. of the solution and we are electrical. So that's like, wow. <laughs> so It's in a spray form and you can spray it anywhere, like on your skin, up your nose. If you put it on your, if you got conjunctivitis and you put it on your eye, it's going to sting like for two seconds, but it's amazing the way it works. You know, it's amazing. And then on your throat, under the tongue and the back of your throat, if you have like throat problems, you can even put it up your vagina if you have (laughs) Yeah, and it works really good. Our patients do it. So
0: I've explained what why. They, it's what wonderful. do they use it for? That for for UTIs or for like uh, uh, B, uh, bacterial vaginosis or the, when they have issues? like
1: discharges, yeah, mm-hmm. or, or candida, or yeah. yeah. Um, and the way to use it, you need to get your mind into it because if you have like the fever up or you're really like nasty, nasty inflammation, you can use it every 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. And then you can spread it out like every 30 and then every hour and then every three hours. But if you get the fever back, then you need to use it again. Yeah. So it's really, really, yeah. So it's really like amazing. AV9 is wonderful for all type of inflammations. I think it's something that everybody should have like in their medical cabinet at home and travel with it. And yes, inflammation can be your, your throat hurting, or it can be your knee hurting, or it can be a, a bees st- uh, sting, sting, or a red eye or a cough or just, Oh, and also can be a stomach flu. You can take, I mean, you take it orally, you know, so yes, AV9 is, it's a wonderful tool.
0: I love it. I mean, it's, it's really an honor to have it in our product line. And it's just like, honestly, it was just, its just more of a relief for me to have like an unlimited supply of it. <laughs> yes. Like that's like my secret motive behind like most of the products I make. I'm like, I just need this right now. Like we're, I'm starting to play with doing like a women's line and I'm like, we just need more hormone balancing. My, my pre-period day of rage is getting a little, a little <laughs> expensive and my flow state is great, but I'm like, let's get a, let's get more of a balance and make this a little bit more of a system for women. Um, but I, I absolutely love it. Is it something that you, do you take AB9 every day? I don't normally take it every day, but I sort of feel like there would be benefit in just sort of taking it regularly. So it's something that I, I don't take it every day. Mm-hmm. It,
1: I recommended like to my young patients, like kids, when they come in, why? Because it's a way for me to give them MSM because they can't take the capsule. Mm-hmm. So I gave them, I give them AV9. And also when school is starting and, you know, moms are like, can you give me something so my kid won't get sick? Or now that we went through all the crazy things that we went through the last mm-hmm. two years, um, like people were taking it like uh, preventively. Mm-hmm. and it worked great yeah so yeah
0: um yeah well it's interesting because um I mean one of the ways it's funny all my podcasts keep tying in together in different waves but like looking at Stephanie Seneff's work with glyphosate and one of her main um pathways that she's saying that it's impeding is a sulfur pathway and they're seeing that a lot of children who are on the spectrum have issues with, uh, sulfur, which is essential for brain function. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's pretty interesting in terms of how that might be able to support that. And I've definitely heard of MSM being used for kids on the spectrum. I think I bought some years ago. I don't know that I ever used it much with REM. Um, but it's, it's just sort of interesting to make those connections. Yeah, it's sulfur.
1: Um, so maybe to start to leave some type of like practical information for for our listeners to start making the changes. I have no problem for leave- if I can leave them like the list of the. Mm-hmm. Uh, foods that I say, take away three weeks of this and then you can eat all of this so I made two lists, the no's and the yes because people are <laughs> get they gets that they're like, oh my god, this is a lot of meat I'm like, okay, that's why you feel so bad <laughs> and so that's the first part and then most of the time I give them three supplements, I give them MSM because it also ma- helps you poop so if you're not pooping, I give them more <laughs> And so it's supporting the liver also, the detoxification. So I give them MSM and sub, some type of um, herbal, eh, like oregano oil or black walnut, like for parasites and candida and just, just shifting the flora a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then some type of supplement for uh, leaky gut. I love sage bush and I love iron gut. Yeah. So people are buying it and bringing it to Panama. You know, it's. I, I, I wish they could sell that like he would come to Panama also and sell it here. It would be great. But I think <laughs> it's a wonderful uh, product. So it's like the way I think is that I started them off, supporting the liver. So you go back to this and it's supporting the liver, changing who lives in there, changing what gets to your, um, changing who lives in your gut, changing what gets to your gut. And working on the mucosa of your gut and then changing your toxic load, changing what you're eating. And when you start doing this, this is where this is for me like step one, like the physical, you know. But when when you go through the physical and you start feeling well, I get so so happy when people say, I feel so well. I'm like, I did my my work, it's done. Go. Yeah. Go go live your life. You know what you can do and how you can feel, you know. The thing is also, Chloe, that people, the program is not that. The program is different. The program is that the body cannot heal itself and that you need something from the outside to make you feel better. But once you get to that sweet spot where people feel different, where us moms that we are going through so much with our kids who are here to teach us so much about ourselves and so much about what we Can do and how wonderful we are and how powerful we are, when you're at that place where you have peace and you can care for that child differently and you find the strength to keep on going, that for me is the best feeling. And I cannot tell you how that feels. You need to feel it. That's what I tell people. Just give yourself a chance to feel differently, you know?
0: Totally. It blows me away how... How many people have never really felt healthy, and how much we as moms, um, you know, turn over our entire lives for others, and um, and and forget that in order for our kids to be healthy and happy, um, that we need to set that model for them. And I think that you know, especially as a special needs mom, I remember early in the in the journey, people would always be like, "Oh, you got to put your." oxygen mask on first. And I'd be like, I'm going to slice your throat. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Like, you know, like, I'm like, I got to figure out what the hell is going on with my kid and get him whatever supports possible. Like, that's what has to happen. And, you know, obviously, I've evolved a lot around that. And I think, you know, we were talking about this before. And I think it's an important conversation for, for parents, uh, but moms in general is just, you know, this idea of just, you know, we're, we're busy, we're busy, we're running around, we're doing everything for everybody else. And like not taking that space for ourselves. And for me, I've been sort of triggered by it recently because everybody keeps telling me how busy they are. And I'm, I'm like, yeah, you know, like I, I get it. I'm super busy. You know, I've got a ton of things that are going on, but I've, I've just worked so hard on shifting my paradigm from, the challenges that I have to looking at the blessings that I have. And it's been something that I've worked on for decades now, honestly, Um, but particularly the past couple of years um, in, in realizing that, you know, if Remy doesn't have a happy, healthy mom, then none of the other things that I do for him matter whatsoever. How do you, what do you look at that? Like, like what, how do we shift that paradigm of like, I feel like, especially as moms, a lot of times we get our validation from what we do for other people, as opposed to who we are. Um, Like, how do we start to shift that in other In other people i mean i guess we can only ship that in ourselves but what does that look like for you i know you and i have both been on some epic journeys with our boys so like how has that journey been for you in terms of going from like i'm going to do everything to myself for my son and do everything to help heal him to sort of like uh, like his healing will also be reflected in my healing and you know how how do you show up for camilo these days
1: that's a wonderful question i think the I'm showing up for him with the best version of me. And that's what he's teaching me all the time. I think we all need, well, something that you can grab onto or like really gets you hooked on that makes you feel different. And I mean, this has been a journey everything i can go i can look back to everything that has happened in my life and i can say right now thank you and there's some very scary things there you know but it's like thank you so much because they're making me who i am today and the journey keeps on going that's another thing i don't think i'm gonna get i don't think we're gonna get somewhere Mm -hmm. you know i don't think it's that like that there's always something i mean we decided to be mothers we wanted a all our our decisions that we have made, you know? And so that's a little bit of, of, for me, that's very important. Um, So when Camilo looks at me, I'm like, okay, so how can I be, thank you for showing me what I need to do better so I can be better for me first and then for you. But, you know, right now, Something that has maybe has gotten me a little bit not not hooked maybe that's not the word but inspired is finding something that I can bring into my daily life, and that for me has been uh, the work of Joe Dispenza and his meditations, but also the way he speaks and he te- and the way he teaches the universal information because Chloe, it's 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 out there. It's the same things. Some some people say it one way and some people say it another way. Mm-hmm. So when the challenge is here and I want to react the way I'm used to reacting and then I, I remember what I've been listening to or studying and I can do it differently and I can shift that. I think that's wonderful. But, you know, I think that to get to that place, I start with my patients and I started with myself from the physical level. And then the physical really changes the biochemical and then there's like this space, for all of this other conversation to come into. And we talk about everything, physical, energetic, emotional. So yeah, I think I'm showing up for my, all my kids because they're all, they're all there. Um, Always, always trying to be better. And you know what? I need to be at peace because if I'm not at peace with myself, then I'll react. Impatient, you know, and what you're saying, like everybody's busy, busy, busy. I think also you need to get your um, priorities organized. You know, right now I am a mother, but I'm also a person who needs to care enough for, and I want to make time for health and for peace and for love and for sharing with my boys because they're growing. We're all growing and and life changes, you know, that's also, life is about change and change sometimes, well, change is hard for people. And for me also, change is hard. So yeah, that's what I, I want for patients that come in and for everybody who's listening to, for you guys to find something that really inspires you to find peace inside of you. So you can
0: share that and bring it to the world. I love that. I think it's, you know, to me, it sort of comes down to creating the space, um, not only for healing, but the space to respond instead of react and, you know, working with that within yourself and like working on your triggers and your perspective so that you're able to show up and be centered, Mm -hmm, uh, with your family. Um, because there's always going to be things pulling, like I always tell my patients and and my friends, I'm like, you know life is not going to get less stressful, you know, but it's sort of but but you can learn how to 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 manage the stress much better and to be less affected by it and to be more proactive about it. And I love how much you adore dispensa. I love dispensa also, I've been on a massive Bob Proctor kick, um which is very interesting. <laughs> I, like, I, I think I have an affinity for these old men <laughs> lecturing at me about, like, old manifestation things. Um, but, uh, you know, I think, I, I feel like I've just gotten to such a point in my life where I just, you know, I obviously have my days, I have my moments. Um, but for the most part, it's like, okay, like, everything's either, you know, anything that's coming up that's not what I anticipated or what I I wanted, you know, or was, was looking for, it's either a lesson or a redirection. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and, and that, that can be harder with certain things, but, you know, the more that you sort of trust that I, I feel the, the easier life is for me at least. That's beautiful. Uh, Yes. well, I think uh, we're going to wrap it up for today, but I will—I uh, would love to have you back at some point so we can nerd out some more. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to leave anybody with, with, you know, sort of just day-to-day tips or anything you felt like I didn't touch on today that you wanted to talk about?
1: I think we covered everything.
0: I'm so happy with
1: this conversation.
0: Yes. Okay. Awesome. I've had a blast. All right. Well, thank you so much. And um, uh, I truly, I'm really just so grateful to be your friend and to have you here and to share your wisdom. You're so brilliant. And uh, it's it's really remarkable. So thank you.
1: Thank you, Chloe. It's been wonderful. And I'm so thankful that Remy and Camilo brought us together. Thank you for listening to the Radical Remedy Podcast. The Radical Remedy podcast is for general informational purposes only and does not constitute the practice of medicine, nursing or other professional health care services, including the giving of medical advice, and no doctor-slash-patient relationship is formed. The use of information on this podcast or materials linked from this podcast is at the user's own risk. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Users should not disregard or delay in obtaining medical advice for any medical condition they may have and should seek the assistance of their healthcare professionals for any such conditions.